I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Have you ever heard that most car accidents happen within a mile or two from your house? (laughs) Well, according to my recent experience, that is absolutely true. You see, a few weeks ago, I was heading to the grocery store on a Friday afternoon. I was going to pick up milk. Seriously, I can't make this up. I was involved in a fender bender with an inexperienced driver that afternoon. I really wasn't sure how bad the damage was to my vehicle. Pretty much no damage to the Ford F-150 pickup truck that the 17-year-old was driving. Thank you very much. And because it was after business hours on a Friday, by the time I got home, I really wasn't going to find out from an experienced mechanic or auto body shop anytime soon, exactly how much damage there was. And well, I was shaken up. It had been a really, really long time since I was in a car accident. Like we're talking decades. And that evening and well into the next day, I kept going over what happened in my mind. And frankly, I was stressing myself out about the situation even more. You see, the more you perseverate and replay a bad scene in your mind, the more those negative emotions you produce. So rather than obsessing over what happened, rethinking about how it might've gone differently, what I could have done differently, and replaying the scene over and over again, I made an intentional choice to do something called cognitive reappraisal. Cognitive reappraisal is the intentional process of reinterpreting a stressful situation to reduce negative emotions and increase positive emotions. You might be thinking, positive emotions about a car accident, Janelle? Are you kidding me? (laughs) No, I am not kidding you at all. There was actually a lot to be positive about, a lot to be thankful for in this situation. Now, here are easily 10 ways I can reappraise the situation that are positive. Number one, no one was hurt. This is perhaps the most important of all the ways that I can reappraise the situation. Number two, the other person's vehicle sustained little to no damage. Number three, my car and, well, both vehicles were drivable. I did not need to call a tow truck. Number four, I have automobile insurance with good coverage. Number five, (laughs) I had just had an expensive oil change in the car earlier that day, and the oil reservoir was not damaged in the accident. At least I was pretty sure it wasn't. Number six, I completed my errand of going to the store for milk and a few other items for our dinner that night. Number seven, I will always be more careful at that particular intersection going forward. I've seen other accidents in the same spot, and now I know firsthand how dangerous that intersection is. Number eight, I suspect the 17-year-old who was driving that Ford F-150 pickup truck 
will also be more careful at that intersection. Number nine, I found a collision repair center that was open on Saturdays. I got it in for an estimate the very next morning. And number 10, that repair shop just happened to be part of the network of pre-approved repair shops with my insurance company, making the estimate, the claim, and the repair process relatively straightforward and just about as easy as it could be. Okay, that was 10 ways to reappraise the situation right off the bat, and I could probably come up with at least 10 more. And when I think these thoughts, I am absolutely reducing my negative thoughts and increasing my positive thoughts. And that improves my state of mind, my mental health, my mood, and my whole day. The process of cognitive reappraisal helps us keep things in perspective. It helps when we might otherwise blow something out of proportion. It helps from getting stuck on something and replaying it in the mind's eye on repeat. And the outcome of cognitive reappraisal is that we feel better. We're more positive, more optimistic. In short, we feel better and are better as a result of cognitive reappraisal. Now, in my case, it was a fender bender a minor accident that landed my car in the body shop for 10 days. It was not the end of the world. It was not an atrocity. It was not something I needed to lose sleep over. Certainly not for days on end, which might be what would have happened if left to my own tendency to overthink things. Another example could be the case of COVID that my family had this past May. While it certainly was unfortunate, I mean, we made it well over two years in a global pandemic without coming down with it. But when reappraised, we realized that we would have strong antibodies for the summer season. Antibodies that would make it less necessary to worry about getting sick, wearing masks, and so forth. And it made us more confident in traveling and socializing all summer long. There are many other types of situations you could reappraise. Getting fired or laid off from a job, for example. It creates or perhaps forces the person to be proactive about finding a new role that's better suited for them. Perhaps they couldn't find that motivation to find a new job on their own and getting fired moved things forward faster. Or perhaps a less severe example. Receiving critical feedback from your boss in the presence of your colleagues. Feedback that would have been better suited for a private conversation. Again, You could perseverate on that or complain to friends and family about it and continue to dwell in negativity. Or you could reappraise the situation. In so doing, you might realize that your boss is regularly disrespectful, not just to you, but to others on your team as well. Then this might motivate you to start looking for a new job or initiate a difficult conversation with your boss about how feedback is shared. You might think to yourself, it's time to help him learn that the impact of his feedback does not have the intended effect when he is so cruel in front of others. Or any number of other things that will help yield more positive emotions and positive results. There is more uncertainty in our world than ever before. There is constantly more ambiguity and volatility in our world, and there has never been a mental health crisis of this magnitude in my 50 plus years on the planet. We are in more need of tools for reinterpreting the negative moments of our lives than ever before. 
This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Now, I'm not suggesting that we sugarcoat trauma or anything of the sort. If a loved one dies, grieve. If you're harassed or bullied on the job, report it. If the car accident was bad and people were injured, deal with the unfortunate situation of those injuries. And if you're experiencing depression or anxiety or any other mental health issue, get the help that you need from trained therapists and other medical professionals. But for the smaller events, the ones that lend themselves towards interpreting something as negative and holding a negative spin over us, for those events, cognitive reappraisal may be just the thing you need to break on through to the other side. So how does cognitive reappraisal work? How can you go about taking a situation that you might be fixating on and turn it into something that generates positive emotions? Well, let me walk you through a four-step process. You're going to ask yourself these four questions because not every situation is suitable for cognitive reappraisal, as I mentioned earlier. And if at any point in asking yourself these questions, you get a hard no, or there aren't any examples that you can think of, then you're not ready for cognitive appraisal for that situation. The issue is either too big or perhaps still too raw in terms of your emotional processing of it. Cognitive reappraisal requires a radical acceptance of your current circumstances. You cannot be in denial about your circumstances. You cannot be the victim in your circumstances. You need to take responsibility for your circumstances and work from there in order for cognitive reappraisal to have the intended effect. So here are the four questions. Number one, are there any positive outcomes that might come from this situation? And if you can think of some positive outcomes that might come from this situation, then you're ready to go on to question number two. Question two, what can you be grateful about in this situation? Again, most of the time when we look closely, we will find something that we can be gracious for and be grateful about. After you've found some things that you can be grateful about, you go on to question number three. How are you better off than before this situation occurred? So how has this pushed you forward in some fashion? And once you've come up with some ways in which you are indeed better off than before the situation occurred, you're ready for question four. How have you grown and transformed as a result of the situation. Again, I know that I have grown and transformed as a result of my fender bender because I'll be much more careful at the dangerous intersection. So ask yourself those questions. Again, I'll repeat them one more time and we'll put them in the show notes. Question number one, are there any positive outcomes that might come from this situation? Question number two, 
What can you be grateful about in this situation? Question number three, how are you better off than before the situation occurred? And question number four, how have you grown and transformed as a result of the situation? Now, earlier this year, in fact, it was in February, I was giving a keynote speech to a group of leaders, and the topic was on coaching yourself and your team through big changes and challenges. And as the group that I was working with was using this tool, because I had given it to them and then given them an assignment to do in their seats, I circulated the room, checking on how people were doing with the exercise. At one table, a woman had shared that her brother, whom she was very close with, was dying of cancer. And she was entirely okay with it. I mean, completely at peace. A man at her table, whom she had only met that day at the conference, was completely incensed with the notion that she was accepting of his cancer. He didn't even know the brother, and he was not okay with it. On the other hand, the woman saw the knowledge of knowing that he had cancer as a gift. She knew that their days together on this planet were numbered and that they were making the best of them. They were traveling together when he was well enough to do so. They were spending time together with their immediate families and their extended families, creating good memories in the present that would last far into the future. They were cherishing the time he had. Now, I'm sure she did not get to that point easily. Getting to a place of cognitive reappraisal in a literal life and death situation takes some serious personal work. But she was better off after having done that work. (laughs) Unlike the man at her table who didn't even know the man who had cancer, who was completely resistant to the idea and wanted to feel like a victim, she didn't. She didn't feel like a victim. So whether there's a personal situation that hasn't gone your way or a promotion at work that you didn't get or a client that you didn't land, do the work of cognitive reappraisal. These are your circumstances. You get to interpret them however you want. You are not the victim. You have personal agency and you can feel better even when the circumstances are not to your liking or not ideal. Now, as for me, I need to go pick up my car from the shop because they called to say the repairs are done and my car is ready. (laughs) And hey, one last thing before I go. If you've got a situation that is in need of some cognitive reappraisal and you are stuck, hit me up with a direct message on Instagram and I'll help you through it. Find me at Dr. Janelle Anderson on Instagram. That's D-R-J-A-N-E-L. A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. Again, at Dr. Janelle Anderson on Instagram, if you're not already following me there. And please do follow me because then when you DM me, it's so much easier for me to find your DM and respond to it and help you out. All right. I look forward to following up with you on Instagram. And until next time, be well, my friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.